Hello and welcome to the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. I'm Dave, I'm your host, and I'm in Fort Myers, Florida, where it's rainy and hot, and we just started school, but that's, which is cool, I rhymed, but the weather has just not been great for us, <laughs> been inside a lot, it's been kind of yucky. So today, I want to talk about the three T's, there's more than three, but the three T's I want to talk about today are Tiger, Tony, and Ted, here we go. All right, so I actually recorded this podcast at least three times, and I thought I, uh, well, I kept having um, audio problems, and the microphone wasn't syncing up, and it sounded terrible, and I'm like, what's going on here? So this is like my fourth time recording this podcast, so hopefully it sounds okay, and I'm still using my old microphone. I haven't figured out what's wrong with my new one, but again, that's okay as long as this turns out to be the best episode ever because this is my fourth try doing it. So, the three people I want to talk about, again, are Tiger, Tony, and Ted. Now, Tiger is probably an obvious one. The, these are all three, these are three people that have really inspired me, um, just as a, uh, I know it's like, well, these are sports figures. Yeah, but I grew up watching sports. I know many of you have as well. And I just want to tell you about these three people and why they've really inspired me. I mean, they're really from three different eras um, of different sports. Well, I guess two baseball, one golf. And, you know, just the impact they've had on my life, but also just the incredible, you know, way they went about things. And it really, you know, gets me thinking about what I can do in my teaching profession. So first and foremost, Tiger Woods. Yes, Tiger Woods. Um, I know he's very polarizing to some people. My wife doesn't like him because of his personal life kind of stuff. But, you know, I've always enjoyed Tiger Woods. I'm, I mean, just, man, he, he was just and still is incredible. I know he's not the same as he used to be, but... Yeah, coming back and winning the Masters this year, that was just amazing. I mean, just for him to be hurt for so long and go through what, like three back surgeries and and just all that stuff. It's just it's amazing watching him. And um, I really want to talk about, uh, although I'm reading his book right now, um, um, a biography, not an autobiography, but a biography about him, just called Tiger, which um, just really gets into the the details of his life and his upbringing and just his focus which I really admire. But the thing I really want to talk about today is something on the golf channel called the Tiger Woods Project. And man, I watched this thing like three times. It's only a half hour long. If you could find it on YouTube or just find it on the golf channel somewhere or on, um, on demand or something, it's just amazing to watch a person at the top of his game just go through his routine and uh, test out clubs and just the process behind it. It's just incredible. So it shows him, um, I guess, Nike stopped making clubs, or at least the irons. And so he was kind of, Tiger was like a free agent uh, as far as, you know, which clubs are he going to use. And he decided on TaylorMade because a lot of the pros and a lot of his friends use TaylorMade. And it shows him testing these clubs over and over again. And you could hear him talking to the, like the guys from TaylorMade saying, okay, well, you know, I like this one better than this one, but... This one, you know, we've got to tweak this or, um, you know, the grip on this one or whatever. And it was just amazing. And then, you know, they were saying, the guys from TaylorMade, like Tiger could tell things computers and the tech guys couldn't even, they couldn't even see or, or feel. Um, something with like a, you know, Tiger thought there was something in the grip, like something underneath. And, and they're like, no, this is, this is perfect. And of course, they 
you know, unraveled it and they're like, oh, you're right. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, he could tell um, just by feeling the clubs, like, nope, this isn't mine or nope, this isn't the one. I mean, just you're talking like fractions of a, an ounce and he could tell the difference. And to me, that really inspires me to just, you know, be the best teacher I can be, be the most knowledgeable I can be and just like really... I don't know. Just like I wish I had something like that where I could just I would just like, man, nope, this is not mine. This is it. This is it. And just the the sheer knowledge behind uh, and and the feel behind his craft is just incredible. So if you get a chance to watch it, it is Tiger Woods, the Tiger Woods Project is what it's called on the Golf Channel. So check it out. I'm gonna make this a boomer. No, a boomer. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, I needed. I just needed something there. I needed some kind of transition. So the second one is Tony. No, it's not Tony the Tiger because we were talking about Tiger. It's Tony Gwynn. He of the San Diego Padres was just an incredible, incredible baseball player. Now I know some of you have never, never probably heard of him, or some of you have, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. I don't know, sort of. Um, well, he was. Oh, man, he was just a master of, of hitting. He was just like the just the science behind it. He was all about it. He was just an amazing, amazing person to watch at the plate. And since 1949, he had the best career batting average of any hitter. He had 338, which is just for a career is just incredible. Um, he he's one of those people just like Tiger. He could tell his bat from any other one without even looking. They actually would test him. And uh, they'd be like, okay, is this your bat? No, is this your bat? No. And he could tell just by, you know, even blindfolded, like which one is his bat? Just, again, you're talking fractions of an ounce here. And this is the kind of thing that, I mean, maybe to some people, this is like, wow, you're really kind of being a geek here, Dave. But to me, that's incredible. To me, that's like somebody at the top of their game, at the top of their craft, just with the knowledge, the feel for, you know, whatever they're doing just knowing better than anybody else that you know you are on top of your game and this is what you want you could see the mountain you could see where you want to climb you could see you want where you want to get to and i really admire him and you know i know a lot of people hate using a t um just a you know baseball t you know he spent hours and hours and hours on a batting t and he, hours and hours just you know, looking at film, studying film on opposing pitchers, on his batting stance and his swing, and just constantly studying the game and his opponents. And man, he was just incredible to watch. He really, really was. So if you ever can YouTube some of Tony Gwynn's old uh, at bats or anything like that, oh man, he was a he was just a master at his craft. And that's what I love about Tony Gwynn. All right, and a great transition, actually, because I talked about since 1949, he had the best, Tony Gwynn, the best career batting average of any hitter. Well, the person in 1949, Ted Williams, was the last player to finish his career with a higher average than Tony Gwynn, which is 344. And he was actually, uh, Ted Williams, if you don't know who he was, he was um, probably the best hitter baseball has ever, ever had, ever seen. And I know people say, like, Babe Ruth. And okay, I'm not talking about home run hitter. I'm talking about just pure hitter, pure science behind the game, you know, studying everything, 
this guy, Ted Williams, Boston Red Sox, and I'm not even a Red Sox fan. He was just amazing. I'm just a fan of the game. I'm a student of the game. And he was, again, the last one to hit over 400 in a season, which 400, again, uh, it's basically four hits out of every, every 10 at-bats. And I know it doesn't sound like much, but it is so difficult. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember when um, George Brett um, in the 80s, he had a chance to, he was getting close to the 400 mark, or he was right there, and he just, he didn't finish. He, I'm not sure what the average was, something like 380, 390. And, and that was incredible. But Ted Williams, I mean, just watching his old stuff or reading about him, he was just his, just amazing. And I think the best part, well, there's a lot of things, but there's the best part to me was that, I mean, and 400 was such a big deal. I mean, it was such a big deal to hit 400 for the season. He actually, um, well, let me go back a second. He actually missed some time because he went, to, he was, he was in, um, I believe, World War Two. I got to think of the timeline here. Um, I think that World War II, um, he missed a few years of because he served our military. So what he did, though, in the four, the year he had 400, he actually had 406. He, um, on the last day of the season, there was a doubleheader. And he had, um, I'm, I'm actually reading the numbers in front of me, he had .39955 average, which would have rounded up to 400. So he had it. And his manager's like, hey, you want to just sit today, sit out, and, you know, you got the record. You got 400. And he declined. And he's like, I don't, he even said something like he didn't want to just barely cross the line with his toes or something like that. He declined. So now if he would have, let's say he would have bombed that day, because that's eight at-bats. That's basically four at-bats a game. If he would have, you know, not got any hits, he would have been, you know, 390s, 380s. I'm not sure what that would have rounded to, but... You know, he's he's like, no, I'm 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 hitting. So he went six for eight. He got six hits out of eight, which that alone is awesome. So he hit. He ended up with a 406 average for the year. And um, as a matter of fact, I read this recently. He actually would have hit higher. Um, they think in the maybe 419, 418 for the year, if um, they they calculate things differently now. Sacrifice flies um, were actually counted as outs. Um, back then, which I, we're not going to get into all that. Basically, by using today's uh, standards, he would have hit higher. So, I mean, that guy, this guy was incredible. He actually had a book out called The Science of Hitting. And what's even more amazing, I'll throw one uh, another thing at you. Not only was he in the Hall of Fame, or is he in the Hall, he's in the Hall of Fame uh, for baseball, he retired, and then, and now, <laughs> this is unreal, he's in the Hall of Fame as a fisherman, so, I mean, he's in the hall, two Hall of Fames, basically. I mean, can you imagine being in one? He's in two. And, you know, just following his career, I'm, I wasn't born when he was playing, um, or maybe the end of his career, but, um, you know, I, I wasn't, but just watching the old films, reading about him, I mean, he was just the best. He was the best hitter ever. And I'd say, you know, Tony Gwynn's right up there as far as pure hitter hitters go. But, man... Ted Williams was amazing. All right, and I just gave you a boomer, but now it's time for your cowbell tip of the day. (laughs) 
All right, everybody, so your tip of the day, and some of you might be like, well, why are you talking about this? <laughs> First of all, because I love it, and I want to give you more than just interviews, um, although I love interviewing people. I absolutely love interviewing people, and I love talking about just random stuff like books I've read, and uh, just, you know, I talked about Wayne Gretzky for 99. I had to talk about these guys because they just inspired me and and keep inspiring me, even though... Um, you know, Tony Gwynn passed away from cancer a few years ago. Ted Williams has been gone for about, I don't even know, 10 years or so. Obviously, Tiger's still around, but he's getting older. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, just the inspiration behind these these gentlemen and uh, what they've done in their, their respective fields has just been amazing. And I hope you can find that inspiration as well in your teaching. Um, you know, it, again, I don't... It's not about baseball bats and, and golf clubs. I wish it was. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier sometimes. But um, it's about you know owning your craft, owning your field, being the best version of you and the best teacher that you can be possible. And that, that's all. That's it. Do the best you can. Be the best you can for the students. And leave a legacy like these guys have. Leave a legacy that impacts your students for a lifetime. So that... Hey, that was pretty good. That is your cowbell tip of the day. All right, everybody. So I probably should have dropped the mic right there because that was a pretty good one, huh? Um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of you, PE Nation. Have a wonderful day. Go to supersizephysed.com for more information. And here is a new beat for you.